You've eaten Gotham's wealth, its spirit, but your feast is nearly over. This is not my home. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. Why aren't you laughing? From this moment on, none of you are safe. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com, click on podcasts, and you'll find the Batman Podcast Network that has a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also like to dive into other nerdy subjects that we all, especially Peter Vera, love to frolic about in our free time. Batman Book Club is also on Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show, you want to help support the show, keep the generators running in the Wayne Manor study, just go to patreon.com slash thebatmanbc. Now, thank you for listening to episode 133, The Case of the Chemical Syndicate. Joining me for this discussion, he's no stranger to this show or a lot of things that I do involving Batman on the internet. He's the editor-in-chief of Batman on Film, but most importantly, he is the gumbo guru of Texas. It's uh, Bill Jet Ramey. Bill, welcome back to the Batman Book Club. Oh, I'm trying to find a way. I'm jealous of Pete Vera. He can shove booty in all? his pockets. Yeah. I'm trying to find a way to get make a gumbo and get it in my pockets. And then go mm. to the airport and try to get it through security. <laughs> Ziploc bags. There you go. <laughs> Just a little Ziploc bag. Wear some cargo shorts that it sits yeah. nicely in there the you, pocket. Okay. And... Just an idea. It's ticket. really sad that I just had that ready to go. To. I, I've been, I've been, you know, uh, just beating my head against the wall trying to come up with an idea how to <laughs> get it in my pockets. Now you got it. Well, hopefully, hopefully, Pete All listens to this instant. and yeah, he can give us some some pointers, give you some pointers. Uh, he's a busy <laughs> man these days, but he actually did say on our on the wrap up episode, I think the last one, he was like, "Man, only when I have free time, it's reserved for Ryan Lauer and Bill Ramey." So there you go. We're in an exclusive. Is, he, is club. it is it true that he's working twenty three hours a day, seven days a week? Yeah, his his one hour is to go smoke meats to last him the rest of the day to keep going. Okay. Okay. So he's right. frolicking about it. Okay. Uh, I think the last time that you were on the show was back in, uh, well, we all had the Batman fever way back in March and we talked to the imposter. Oh, yeah. But man, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's you and I have podcasted a lot since then. Yeah. So it's, it's good that we're like, we get to talk comics. Yes. We've been doing animation and live action movies and some DC news. Uh, yeah, talking with yeah. some some heavy hitters and Michael Euston and Lee Bermeo and yeah. all that stuff on Batman on Film. Yeah. Go check it out, BatmanOnFilm.com. And so yeah, now where it's like we're going way back for this discussion. Yeah, back to the that? beginning. Yeah, I saw you got all uh, dressed up for your as your professor Ramey, the history teacher, for this yeah. lesson of the Batman Book Club. Mm-hmm. So, um. I just say I don't I don't want to waste any more time. Let's hop to it. Yeah. Let's talk the case of the chemical syndicate. Everybody knows that this was uh, the story included in Detective Comics number twenty-seven, with a cover date of May nineteen thirty-nine. Uh, from what I saw. Looking things up, it was actually released March 30th of 1939, mm-hmm. written by the great Bill Finger, drawn by 
Bob Kane. And I don't think we have enough time to li- to list off every single thing that this story is included in in Batman wise, as far as issues, reprints, trade collections, oh, yeah. all that, all that stuff. Uh, so we'll just g- skip right to which version, Bill, did you read for this episode? Uh, the deluxe edition of celebrating 80 years of detective comics. Nice. Excellent. That was a great hardcover. Yeah. Obviously. I have it in other three years. I have it in, I have it in other collections, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um, instead of searching it out, I knew it was in here. Instead of going to your long box and grabbing the actual physical issue that you own. Yes. I have, I have one of the original ones. Yes. Yeah. Valued now. I, I don't know. I've seen it range between over half a million and over a million and, Two million. Like I don't know what to believe, other than I'd like to have it and I would sell it. <laughs> how you know what? I wonder how many people have a copy of that comic book mm-hmm. and have no clue they have a copy of that comic book. You know what I mean? It's I stashed know. away in a, in an attic in a you know in a uh, old school trunk that's locked up that. Wow. Has been passed around, you know, a mm-hmm. couple gen, two or three, four generations, and just never have gone through it. Because you hear every once in a while you'll hear a story about someone finding finding one, yeah. Either that or you know, action uh, number one, yeah. Well, Superman. So, does Michael Houston have one? Have you ever asked? Man, I don't know if he he has a shitload of con. You know, he donated it. Like most of his comics to Indiana Didn't University. He, in his book, I thought he also there. Uh, his first book, he said of like donating. Plus, he sold a lot to pay for, um, you know, it was like college or kids' college or something like that. I thought yeah. something in yeah. that that ballpark. I don't see if Not he had sure that he, one that he'd get yeah. rid of it. He is. Uh, his collection probably starts in the fifties. Gotcha. Okay. As a kid growing up and, and so no i don't i don't he wouldn't have bought one himself as Probably a kid got to go to the archives and see it as an adult though don't you think i'm sure I, an I, actual oh, yeah. i'm sure he's seen an original copy of it for sure yeah i'd enjoy that uh as for me so like you i have that 80 years um collection there's you know other collections the golden age um paperback books and all that stuff but i went rather simple and we'll get into it as we get into our discussion. I bought digitally the Detective Comics number 627 uh, issue. 99 cents on Comixology. Uh, I think it, that's available on uh, DC Universe Infinite. And I'll explain when we get to talking of why I went with that issue. And that's how I read it. Uh, okay. Do you remember by chance when the first time that you read this book was? This story. As a kid? Um, they would, DC would put together, so this is seventies, early seventies, I'm sure. So early to mid seventies, I'm still single digits years old. And they would, they would be like these really thick, we would call them some, we'd probably call it like, uh, I don't know what we call it today. There wasn't, it, it would be stories from different, it'd be a Batman book. But 
it may there may be one new Batman story in it, and then they're all reprints of stuff from way back. And so it was, I'm sure it was in it was in one of those that I first read the very first Batman story. Um, I don't think I I I have no recollection ever. I have no idea when I read this for the first time. Uh, I haven't, this is actually one that I haven't revisited a ton just because spoiler alert, I think it's harder to read older comics, um, Batman comics for me. Uh, they cram a lot of dialogue, I think. Yes. In each page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, and I just like all of it, I respect it for her, you know, for history's sake and everything. It's just, I can start rereading come the sixties. And like binge read over and over a bunch of stories. And prior to that, it's, you know, it's, it's touch and go for me. So it's um, the artwork didn't tell, didn't paint the story, no pun intended, mm-hmm. like, like artwork does, does nowadays in comics. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you yeah. almost everything had to be written out back then. Cause the art, artwork was so, um, Primitive? Is that the good word to use for that? Sure. So, yeah, I'm with you on the dialogue. I was reading it again this morning before we went up, started recording. Because, I mean, and, you look at it, it's like, oh, this is six pages. This will be a yeah. breeze. And it's like, no, actually, yeah. it could take almost almost the same amount of time as some, you know, 20 page yeah. issues now that are just very like, you know, image, 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 little dialogue, image. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, and I guess lastly, when I asked you a while ago, if you'd like to come back to the show, why did you choose the case of the chemical syndicate? Well, it is, it, you know, I fancy myself a, a uh, amateur. Jumbo guru. Oh, okay. I, well, I'm professional at that. Sir. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have your license on but, that one. Yes, I am a, you know, I fancy myself as an amateur mm-hmm. Batman historian. I like history. And I think it was the history, historic aspect of it. It's the very first Batman story. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's, yes, it's wordy. And the artwork is very, as I said, primitive, basic. Nothing like you would get today from, like, say, the you know the great Libra Mayho or any of the these guys working today who are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you know it's it's still it's a pretty it's a little basic, kind of cool, not too much, not too different than the Batman we have today. Batman story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know it's been redone. Uh, like three or four times. I think there's a Silver Age version and there's a couple of uh, newer versions of it. But I think, you know, this is the original and it's the first Batman story. That's the, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. The first Batman story. I also meant to say too that I'm going to hold it up so that Bill can see. Remember this book? It's a big yes. ass book. Batman, yeah. the definitive history of the Dark Knight in comics, film and beyond by yep. Andrew Farrago. There is, they did a reprint of this. So I wanted to go just to do some, you know, get some history context mm-hmm. um, and see what he wrote and hear about it. And they have a reprint of the 
they have a reprint of the comic at like mm-hmm. mega massive size. So I read this digitally, and then I of course I read this as well, which is great. And I'm also really glad that I did that because I could have sworn that Batman, um, Batman's gloves were purple, and the digital issue that I read, his gloves were blue. And I checked mm-hmm. out another. I think I maybe in the 80 year collection you have. I think the gloves are blue. And I'm like, this one, they're pur- no, they're they're purple. They're purple in yours, okay, yes, sir. Well then, uh, I I looked up something else too, and his gloves were were blue, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I swear his gloves are purple, but in that reprint in that big Batman book, they were purple. Um, yeah, I agree with you with everything you said. I'm glad that you chose this one because, of course, like it's the it's the first issue of Batman. It's the debut of the Batman, and um, it has been redone. And I'm not saying that like, these are it, but a reason that I chose that Detective Comics 627 was because that was a celebration of, you know, basically you get to number 27 in Detective Comics. They want to do some kind of celebratory mm-hmm. uh, nod. And so they did in uh, 1969. There was a 30th uh, anniversary of the first issue. So they they redid it. Um, this is called like Cry. Oh, I have it here. Hang on with me. Just a moment. I'll find the picture. This is great radio. The cry of night is kill, but it's basically a retelling. Uh, Mike Friedrich mm-hmm. wrote it, and then art by Bob Brown and Joe Giella. And then they it continued with another an updated version by Marv Wolfman and Jim Aparo, the case of the Chemical Syndicate, and then also included another mm-hmm. version with Alan Grant and Norm Brayfogle called the case of the Chemical Syndicate, and then. In the in the new fifty two, I think Detective Comics twenty seven. Um, there's one by Brad yeah. Meltzer, uh, mm-hmm. and that yes. one as well. So yes, and they've been doing redos, and maybe there's others too that I, I I don't know that they have, but those are the ones that I've been able to track down. And so that's why I wanted to, I got that issue so I could kind of compare. And they actually did a really good job of updating for the times. Like you can read that that sixty nine story. Um, and it feels very much of like, oh, looking back on that era, this fits. And then, of course, the um, I just call them the Aparo and Brayfogle ones from the 90s. Those fit that era really well, too. And so um, it's a it, it all stems from the. You know, the plot points of this original story, which in reading it like now, I definitely, of course, I can see, oh, the art's different and how they talk is a little bit different, but it's also a little complex I think for six pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. I agree. Yeah, four guys in cahoots on a on a deal, and one of them's not living up to his end of the bargain, so he's taking out the others because then mm-hmm. he would he would get he would get all of their their parts, and nobody else knows about this deal anyway, so he's not necessarily a suspect. But yeah. I want to rewind he's, a little bit. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead with your your history here about. Detective Comics as a comic publisher at this time. Uh, National Allied, mm-hmm. I believe, was the was the sister uh, print to Detective Comics. And so in relation to that, would you say that that's similar to kind of like how DC and like Wildstorm? Is, is that like a similar kind of relation to where, you know, it's. 
one overhead, but two like different companies underneath. Is that how that usually works? Um, now I may be wrong. This is, would be a okay. great, great question. Great question to ask Michael Uslan. Well, Bill, but special I've, guest think, for this yeah. episode is Michael Uslan. <laughs> so, but I believe that it was, national whatever national periodical whatever Mm -hmm. yeah and detective comics was one of the titles was like their flagship title okay got it and once once superman and then batman came around um they took the flagship title and just that's became the name of the company, DC Detective Comics. So DC is named after Detective Comics. Got it. Okay. Uh, up to that point, from what I'd looked up and seen, it was known as just being basically like an anthology series focusing yes. on original crime series. And so a name that, I mean, I guess like currently, if you're reading the Gotham Year One um, and other detective things that you've read, if the name's Slam Bradley, has popped up in any of those mm-hmm. he was uh was he a sleuth a detective a crime yeah. solver in the detective comics title pre-batman right yes and yeah. he is by he was created by jerry siegel and joel schuster how about that yeah i didn't know that who you know he was they happened to create this character. Yes. No one knows much about anymore called Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you could, yeah. you'd, al- you'd almost say, so, I mean, probably a, a lot of people listening to this podcast, me, you, Batman's our number one, but you could almost maybe even link it to of like, if there wasn't a Superman, there wouldn't be a Batman because oh, absolutely year before Batman's debut, you know, action comics, number one, Superman debuted from Schuster and Siegel. And that was such a massive hit that that then got, you know, you got, you got people thinking of like, well, let's, we should create another, which is where Bob Kane came into play. Mm -hmm. And yes, the idea, we all know it of the idea of the Batman and what he came up with. And then it was, I think a fellow uh, classmate at his high school was Bill Finger and Finger did a lot of the really important changes to to the costume and the look and all of that. And then together the two constructed, which finger, I don't know if I saw that Kane was, but Bill finger was a very uh, big, the shadow fan. Maybe Kane was too. Mm -hmm. And so the shadow was a large, uh, made an impression on them while creating Batman, which if you go back and you think about it, it it makes complete sense. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm no the shadow, shadow expert, but yeah, Zorro. Um, there was a film, The Bat Whispers, hmm. that influenced them. Uh, but yeah, a lot of Harold, a shadow story yeah. that Farago put in his book. I think a lot of other people also. Um, Michael Cronenberg on on the Twitter he chimed in right away about this. Uh, Robert Reinecke, the great Robert Reinecke, chimed in right away about partners apparel oh, i've never read it uh but yeah all that played into effect to where leading up to 
the Batman's debut of being a six issue story inside of this detective comics issue that has, as the cover says, over 64 pages, 64 pages of action. And Batman was only six Mm -hmm. of them. And after this, Mm -hmm. he became a lot more of a a bigger part of every single issue. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, now let's break into the story then. There are, I think the greatest the greatest thing because I don't read this uh you know I don't read this one too often but opening up the pages it's Bruce Wayne and Commissioner Gordon so I guess you could technically say that Commissioner Gordon is older than Batman by two pages yeah but still he's older than Batman is yeah, because he talks about him, uh, Commissioner Gordon is entertaining his young socialite friend, Bruce Wayne. Yes. And they're both puffing away on <laughs> just it's, it's hilarious. You know, Bruce Wayne, yeah. a- anytime he's Bruce Wayne, he has a pipe in his mouth. Yep. <laughs> and Commissioner Gordon has a big cigar. You know so, how it is. So just, yeah. <laughs> Different time. And, I, and I, I, so yes, in which then he, there's just a tag the home of commissioner Gordon, as they're both just sitting there puffing away. Uh, and you know, the, just a good old language of Bruce saying, well, commissioner, anything exciting happening these days? Yes. <laughs> and just Let's just get into it. What's going on there. Commissioner. Yeah. Phone call at home. That, you know, that old Lambert has been murdered at his mansion. I'm going there now. I'd like to come along. Cause you know, yeah. that's what they did back then. Yeah. Hey, I got, there's a big murder scene over here, you know, <laughs> other side of Gotham City. You want to come come with me? Oh, I got nothing else to do. Sure. Yeah. You know? Sure. It sounds a great idea. You know, and the, the dialogue when they're on the phone reminds me, I don't know why of the, I pull this, like the old Three Stooges shorts. You ever notice mm-hmm. you know, like when they would get on the phone, they would like, it wasn't really having a conversation. They would kind of like repeat what they're being told. Yeah. As exposition, yeah, you know, yep, <laughs> it's the same thing here. Hello, what's that? Lambert, the chemical king, stabbed to death. You know, you know, Commissioner Gordon talked. His son's know, said, fingerprints on the knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'll be right over. So I, I guess a guy was stabbed to death, and his son's fingerprints <laughs> are on the knife. Oh, all okay. over the knife. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. There we go. Uh, but something that's funny here is Lambert. And then after, and then, well, it's also funny because he repeats this on the phone and then the next panel is him repeating it all that to Bruce as if Bruce couldn't, couldn't hear me in the first place, but he, <laughs> yeah. he calls him Lambert yes. on the phone, then calls him old Lambert. And in the next, you know, in the following pages, it's like the other characters get full names, Stephen Crane, Paul Rogers, yeah. Alfred Stryker, Lambert doesn't get his first name i looked all no. over for this because i'm like did i miss it and so i'm looking lambert, stuff up and seeing and then he's any... old lambert yeah proactively dead lambert <laughs> yeah it was it was only in i think the alan grant Brayfogle story um they gave him a first name in reading all these retreads because even in the 69 yeah. story he didn't get one um I don't think maybe he was he like Cher either. He just yeah. went by Lambert. He's, he's just he's Lambert. Just, he's Lambert. Yeah. yeah. He's in the Cher, exclusive you know, Madonna, Elvis. Yeah, that's you know. <laughs> Entertainment <laughs> stars, 
chemical ke- manufacturers, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're on they're on yeah. the same level. Yeah. Yeah. One name only. 220, 221, whatever it yeah. takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. Uh, so then we end up at the at the murder scene and you know the son's fingerprints are are on the weapon. And so of course he's prime suspect number one, as yeah. we all know. Young Lambert. Young Lambert, yeah. He gets a he gets a name too. He does get a name in later ish in uh the retellings of the story. So good for him. He got upgraded. But you know, he kind of retells the thing, but it plants the seed of somebody made their way in, opened up the, his safe, stabbed uh old man Lambert, and then took off out the window that was open. And the one word that Lambert says is contract. Or I guess to quote him, contract, contract. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gotta be, you know, quote, quote him exactly. That so that that's planting the seed here a little bit of like we've got ourselves a murder mystery here. Yes. You're now you're wondering because at the banner at the top of that page, the first page of this story, you know, is the Batman. You see mm-hmm. Batman in silhouette. His wings spread. You see a little bit of the ears. And, you know, it even says the Batman by and then Robert Kane. Interesting. Robert Kane. Mm-hmm. Because Robert Kane took full credit and then put Bill Finger as a contractor. I feel like mm-hmm. it's been justifiably uh, rendered now, changed. Mm-hmm. You know, and it says even there, the Batman, which hyphen between, you know, Bat mm-hmm. and Man, a mysterious and adventurous figure fighting for righteousness and apprehending the wrongdoer in his lone battle against the evil forces of society. His identity remains unknown. Well, with that now, we're making our way, you know, we're two full pages through and we we see no Batman. No Batman. I'm wondering. Where's where's the Batman? The questioning of young man Lambert by Gordon. Um, you know, you know, he asked him of did you and did your dad have any enemies or people who had any interest in his business activities? You got Batman still puffing away on his pipe behind him at the murder scene as also Mm. socialites at the time were. They talked about, you know, that's where it's planted of his three former business partners, uh, Stephen Crane, Paul Rogers, Alfred Stryker. And Gordon wants to kind of give them a heads up because another police officer says, Steve Crane wants to speak to Lambert. And I, you know, as police officers do, oh, you can't talk to him because he's dead now. He was stabbed in the back. Yeah. Which got this guy all, you know, excited is the word that mm-hmm. I think Gordon likes to say. Bruce is still there. He's and just it taking seems, it all in. He's just taking it all in. Taking it all in, smoking a pipe. Yep. And interesting, interesting choices. But we're getting the information gathered here. And by the end of this story, it's fun to go back and reread it. Of the whole, like, I don't know, for the time, all this adds up and makes sense, I think, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of planting the seeds of information. Bruce is just there in the background, um, yeah. taking it all in. As the Stephen Crane guy ends up getting uh, shot and murdered. And the guy who shot him takes off with a paper in his hand. Mm-hmm. Other guy on the roof says, did you get the paper? He said, yeah. And then we get the debut of the Batman. Yes, uh, I would go just to go back a couple panels. Yep. I do like um, Bruce Wayne, you know, like <gasps> yawn, ho hum, ho hum. I'll leave you <laughs> to, here to finish your work. I'm going home. Like the, that murder just wasn't exciting enough. Oh, yeah. yawn, ho hum. And as he as he's 
pounding the, the tobacco out of his pipe yeah. <laughs> on the floor at, of old Lambert's mansion, right? Mm-hmm. I so, love ho-hum. Ho-hum makes me giggle yeah. as dialogue. The uh, This first shot of Batman on the rooftop mm-hmm. kind of reminiscent of the rooftop scene in Batman 89 a little bit. That's where I was going. Okay. The, which is fresh in our minds because anybody who doesn't know uh, on Batman on film, we're doing, yes, chapter by chapter. And right now we're on the Batman 89 movie and we've talked about the the debut of Michael Keaton's Batman. And I do think that there is like, there's definitely similarities to this first part mm-hmm. uh, later. I mean, that one right there. So we'll just stick to that one. I'll bring it up when we get there next, but yeah, the two robbers on the roof and there's Batman behind them. Um, I mean, now you'd see, I mean, I'm sure now you like looking at this, it's we've gotten better art, of course. And like, holy shit, Batman moments and comics and stuff. But mm-hmm. hey, now you're you're getting now in the story what you paid for because this is this was on the cover of this comic of like, oh, what's this Batman? Yeah. That's the Batman. And the hyphening part of is interesting because I was trying to look that up too of like when they dropped when they dropped the hyphen. But on the cover, there isn't a hyphen. You know, it's just straight no. up of the Batman. It's one word. This one here, move my camera. Yeah, Detective Comics, that cover. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so for you, if you're playing at home, yeah, I just move my camera behind my desk is the Batman on film logo. You've probably seen if you've seen any of our videos. And then I have Detective Comics 27 cover, a big poster framed hanging on the wall. So, yes. And I mean, and that doesn't have a hyphen in here. It's like it's it's broken up when they're talking about him mm-hmm. as Batman, but uh, and it's I mean, and it's also the Batman. Each time they mention it, it's in quotations. Which yeah, the Batman quote, I, the unquote. I'm not sure the purpose, other than it's the Batman. But okay, I'm good with it. This fellow they call the Batman puzzles me, Gordon says at the very beginning. So, you know, maybe it's it's not official yet. It's just what yeah. they're calling him, as they always say. Well, they're saying this. Blah, blah, blah. Well, Batman makes makes waste of the two the two crooks. As we see here, he is not in he's not in a red suit. He's not wearing a domino mask, and his cape looks like wings a little bit. Um, he's a He's quite a specimen, this quote unquote Batman character. Uh, with a mighty heave, he sends the burly criminal flying through space. Fantastic. And he grabs the paper that the that the murderer had taken out of uh, Stephen Crane's safe. And at this time is when Gordon and police arrive and just see again like a silhouette on a roof. And instantly of it's the Batman. Get him. Now, this is, I think this is fun, uh, smart, maybe, storytelling in the sense Mm -hmm. of we don't get answers right away. And I mean, Gordon says, you know, that's, he says to the, to the butler of Crane, that's two dead partners out of the four that have received threatening notes. 
the other two must have received them too. Let's go to, you know, Rogers next. And we get a panel of Batman, which he's reading that paper. And a grim smile comes to his lips. But we don't get any information about what he's discovered. So it's at this point in like the storytelling that it's like it's good. It has our interest because it is a little bit of what's it say? What's it say? And then Batman speeds his car, that great unidentifiable Batmobile. Wait, no, that's just like a red. What I looked up and saw, it looked like a red, like I think Lincoln. It's like a sedan. That fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look up Lincoln Z E P H Y R nineteen thirty. I was just about to say uh, about to say that this story there was no Batmobile yet. Yeah, he's he's tooling around Gotham in uh, an average Joe, (laughs) just old nineteen thirties sedan. You know that you would see in any of those nineteen thirties gangster films, basically. That's right. Uh. Let's talk a little bit then for the bat suit because here we're seeing the bat suit in all its glory. I think a lot of people could say the 1943 serials, you know, they're pretty. I think I think I've seen many of like, oh, they're not very good, they're bad, the suit's not good, and such. I think the 1943 serial suit of Batman is pretty damn close to to this. Yeah. Yeah, like it's a different time, of course. It's not my favorite Batman suit, but definitely just looking at everything, rereading this one a couple times for this episode and all that. And I'm like, man, especially the way that the ears kind of, you know, the ears sit on that cowl. That's I don't know, just not too far off from from the 43 serials. Oh, it's. um, I think over the that three or four year period the ears kind of went from being like from the ear out mm-hmm. to more you know as we see it now i'm sure you can't see me but you know what I'm, <laughs> you see me you know playing charades over here <laughs> what, what we what we what we used to the the ears being on top of the cow yeah so the story is developing now and we're catching up with the the other partner rogers He's learned of Lambert's death by, you know, already. What a night. Um, The news has already shared that he's dead. Um, That Lambert, old man Lambert, he who must not be named Lambert, is dead. Um, And he goes to the neighboring laboratory of his partner, Alfred Stryker. Mm -hmm. Gets blasted. And I forget what those things are called. Um blasted by his uh strikers servant butler it's kind of like a billy club type thing yeah but not know, really billy club i know what i know what you and i talked about it the joker's five-way revenge because i um yeah that was used i don't know if it was by joker or one of the bad guys in that story but it had the same thing um interesting interesting weapon Used it's like a leather some type of deal, wasn't it? Kind of leathery, those kind yeah. of things with the handle at the end. You get popped in the head with that. That hurt. Yeah. Not sock. to be trifled with. <laughs> yes. The good old sock. In which now you see, a, and then his name is Jennings, Stryker's assistant, carries Rogers to the basement of his, of his laboratory, ties him up, 
and is about to put him in like a a glass a glass gas chamber mm-hmm. in which this guy Jennings says, this is the gas chamber I use to kill guinea pigs to experiment with. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what <Okay>. an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. But now you are my guinea pig. That's yeah. like maybe some of the first instance of, yeah. You know, ah, yes. A different time period for comic books. <laughs> Got some ho-hum and now, now you are my guinea pig. It says you fiend and as the glass chamber is coming down what do we get we get the great batman come flying in this is was another like almost part. yeah is it like the first batman death trap scene in a comic even though death it's trap <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you know he, he he's not He's not put there by an, like a villain, like we're you know we we're used to when there's a death trap yeah scene. But you know he does jump in, and he gets the the cylinder lowers over him as well. Mm-hmm. And of course he, you know he pulls a handkerchief out of his. I'm I, in my mind he pulls it out of his utility belt, right, and yes. shoves it in the gas pipe. Yep, and he block. was smart enough to bring a wrench in there with him. He grabbed, you know, wrench just happened to be laying around there. Yep, grabbed it. You know, that's Batman yeah. showing you he's got the brains and the brawn. The the panel there of him as he's flying through an open transom that made me think of, in which we just recently even talked about it on Batman chapter by chapter of Keaton coming in at Axis Chemicals of the wings kind or the cape kind of open legs extended kind of uh gliding in shot in that movie Mm -hmm. having just watched Mm -hmm. that and reading this Mm -hmm. i think that to me there's a similarity there yeah Um, no of course it's not exactly it but definitely is a batman gliding in through a window to come into the room interesting part that i'm checked out digitally is that the background in that panel is yellow as opposed to this reprint in the Farago book, the background is green. What's the background color of yours of that shot of him what? of Batman uh, gliding in? Green. Yours is green as well. So yeah, green. they did something different digitally in their touch-ups. Not a fan. Give me the original. But like you said, stealthy and smart. Batman has a wrench, breaks the breaks the glass to save the day. At this point, too, I mean, we've we've got two two pages of story left, but they haven't shown their whole hand, uh, finger and no. cane, because you think that it's just the the assistant in which the Batman under underline greets Jennings with a flying tackle. Jennings takes him down and then just punches him the hell out. He's almost going to, you know, is that a, is there a little bit of cussing right there in that panel? What the, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it was coming. They were like, "This is this is as close as we can get to yeah. cussing in the comic books at that time." <laughs> yeah. So, and then meanwhile, Alfred Strikers heard the crash of the gas chamber as he enters the laboratory. He's like, "Rogers, what happened?" In which Rogers says, "Your assistant Jennings. He tried to kill me." Twist. Striker pulls a knife. Has no idea Batman's in there too. 
And then you find out that he was in cahoots with Jennings and said, so he didn't get you after all. Well, I'll finish you and then throw your body in the acid tank below. And then Batman, of course, gets him to stop him and says, oh, my hand. <laughs> and we get I the... like the um, uh, Rogers. You. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Dramatic yeah, like, zoom I'm, in. I'm going to finish you off with I'm going to stab you to death. You. Mm. That's, what, that's, that's the classic response when you receive a death threat. Right. It really is. My last word, if I get murdered, will be you. And that's what got everybody's <laughs> attention. Uh, and then, I mean, I love the full, you know, Rogers of just, what's the idea? Why do you try to kill me? And Batman's like, all right, readers, just in case you haven't put it together yet. And then he yeah. just lays out, lays out everything. What's your, when you read this, what's, what Batman voice is in your head? So did you listen to the audio adventures podcasts i i've sampled it yes i can't think of for the life of me who did batman's voice in that um but i got a little bit of that for some reason which one did uh jim gort commissioner gort lieutenant gordon was Um, was jeffrey jeffrey wright voice batman in one of those audio adventures one of one of the ones that were like in podcast form jeffrey wright did nice i didn't i for some reason i thought that he was uh like narrating i didn't think he did batman's voice awesome okay yeah there's something he talks you know it's almost like a very like yes and actually commissioner you know sort of in way and talking i don't know why i thought that in reading at this point i just i don't know i got that vibe so there we go jeffrey wright batman and the current uh jim gordon it's all connected almost went like you know this rat was behind the murders see (laughs) (laughs) i do i did read it with a with a whispery voice in my head but it was also had a little you know twang of you know the the dialogue, the sound of the way people talk back then. Mm-hmm. You almost you can. It's very much. It's written like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, two interesting bits of note on the page six there, where it starts. You know, it's um, Striker, the strength of a madman, tears himself free from the grasp of the Batman. One first thing of note is. Uh, Batman's ears are missing on the cow. So he, yeah. he, he feels space ghost coast to coast. But then yep. another note, so this Batman or Detective Comics 627 is very interesting issue to buy digitally. I want to see it physically what that looks like because it totally uh, omits Stryker's dialogue. So in rereading really? it, yeah, reading it in the Farago book, you know, and the strikers, sure, I did it, but you won't send me to the chair for it. I'll, in which that in itself almost makes me think of Schwarzenegger and Batman and Robin. You're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in this digital one, yeah, and I mean, I can even show you, there's no, there's no dialogue up there at all. Huh. So yeah. that's, that's weird. Guys, what are you, what are you up to here? You're changing glove colors. You're changing backgrounds. You're deleting dialogue. What the hell? Uh, coloring's a little different too. 
but I mean, the rest of it kind of plays out the same. But then, and I'll let you quote this. Uh, Batman sucks. Striker who yeah, falls sock. beyond the railing. He's falling right into the acid tank. And then so he has Batman like a play by play. It's a play yes. by play man right there with him. You know, yes. Batman Batman, yeah, Batman punches him in the face <laughs> and sucks him in the face. Eh? <laughs> he's falling right, right into, into the acid. acid. <laughs> See? Go ahead. For his kind. There you go. So Batman was a murderer all along, Bill. Look at his origins. He liked to, to murder. Uh, it's going to be like some uh, Warburton's cop issues there because that railing's not very secure. Also, if this guy's, well, I guess it does say it's a neighboring laboratory. So it's not that he's necessarily going to a guy's house. But I was going to say that is a that's a massive house. If I mean, he's got a big old tank of boiling acid and big old windows mm-hmm. and stuff but fitting end for his kind uh and then i mean so, i mean some of these points still along now of you know rogers turns around to say how can i ever thank you and batman's already he's gone he's leaving yeah yeah Classic I, was to, I was going to point out it's like it's our first case of someone turning around to talk to batman and he oof, does that he's done he's gone yeah he does that. And he then the that. next day, you know, hey, Bruce Wayne, pipe back in his mouth, young, puffing young, away. Young Bruce Wayne. Young, young Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Is again at the visioner, commissioner's house. Who's just finished telling Bruce the latest exploits of the Batman. Hmm, a very lovely fairy tale, Commissioner, indeed. And then here, to something you just said not too long ago, and after Bruce leaves and Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is a nice young chap, but he certainly must lead a boring life. He seems disinterested in everything, even murders at murder scenes. <laughs> yeah. He just eh, don't care. And then the, the ultimate reveal. How do you think people would have responded to this of like, okay. I was going to ask you what you thought as well about this. Now, for those who probably, I think the kids who are reading this then did they skip forward to the end and just look through it before they read it and then they knew the big twist at the end but if they didn't it's kind of like was it like this Poof. yeah you know oh my, uh, oh my yeah oh my god it was bruce wayne he's the batman no way <laughs> yeah i, I, I think, don't know i think i think in some i think it was a, like wow kind of moment for a lot of kids then yeah it's bruce wayne all along i thought he was a lazy oaf smoking he's disinterested in everything yes but But he's the batman he's the batman in which i mean it's played out well too so you know bruce wayne returns home to his room a little later his door slowly opens and reveals its occupant if the commissioner could see his young friend now he'd be amazed to learn that he is the batman I feel like we, being such astute comic book readers that we are, we could pinpoint, oh, you're teasing that there's a Batman, and we keep talking about this Bruce Wayne guy. Oh, he disappears. Oh, look at Batman's here. Like, we could deduce now. But at the time, that's just, it would be interesting, and I would not, I don't know. I don't know how you could now find a general reaction 
of someone reading that and being like, what? Because anybody reading it now would be like, oh, yeah, that's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's Batman. Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I think kids are now born and they know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. It's not a secret anymore. So I think it's been part. It's become part of, you know, through evolution. It's part of the isn't DNA. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) You know, it's just you you're born knowing that. So I think for, you know, for six pages. It's a, I mean, it's a pretty solid story. Uh, yeah. What they do, they construct a couple of twists, uh, you know, and a surprise at the end that nobody could see coming in the revelation of who the Batman is. Apparently blew people's minds because, you know, even teases of more Batman adventures next month. And as we all know, you know, in a, in a year's time, he launches his own comic book title. And then Detective Comics becomes a Batman title in mm-hmm. and of itself. I don't know how much longer do you know roughly off the top of your head how long until Detective Comics then just became Batman? Hmm. Putting you on the spot. It I is know. no clue. I know that there were some I think there were some covers after 27 that were non-Batman, but don't okay. don't hold me to that. But it got he it was such a hit so fast that and success that um the covers rapidly very quickly became mm-hmm. batman featured on 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 them and then it became a batman title i i'd say within a you know within a year year and a yeah. half for sure got it okay but yeah i mean I don't know how much more I can say on this six page story, but it's fun. It's crazy to look to even just think about it now, though, as we are 83, mm-hmm. yeah, 83 years, almost 84 into this and like how this little story, you know, blew up. Like, yeah, that's kind of fascinating what- to me. From that to you say, what is Batman today? And it's it's movies, it's comic books. Mm-hmm. Comic books may even be down the line. If you said, ask you know people, how do you get your Batman? Movies, what TV. medium? You know, games. movies, <laughs> games, TV, animation. Comics may be down the list. Way down the list. Of what Batman is. And and a lot of people, you know, just wear the shirt with the logo on it Mm -hmm. because it's Batman. Which, hey, I'm okay with that. I'm okay Mm -hmm. with that. But yeah, it's, and especially at a time where the only, I mean, you can kind of try and warp your mind around it, but the only other, you know, capes and tights was just, you know, Superman. And mm-hmm. Batman coming out, whereas now, you know, you know, of you know, the long list of Marvel heroes now that are, you know, in suits, long list of DC heroes and comic shops and all over the place. And uh, but that a costumed hero would just, you know, blow up in the way that it did. It's just fascinating to me for that time period. It's it's. There are some things in here. Now there's still a lot of Batman. The Batman mythos have not we have not seen yet. Batmobile, Batcave, yes. 
um, Alfred, <laughs> Alfred, Robin. There's not a lot of gadgets, mm-hmm. if any. Here, he oh uses, yeah, he's you know basic here. Yeah, but I mean, like I said at the beginning, this is it's very Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's you know look look what's what here you know Batman, of course you know this he's a young so- socialite, but obviously wealthy so we don't get the millionaire and then later billionaire bruce wayne but it's we are getting the the dual identity Mm -hmm. um vigilante um i don't want to say superhero but um costume adventure type hero from the that was very much based on coming from the pulps you know with uh uh, the shadow and Mm -hmm. uh, zorro and whatnot and we get commissioner gordon commissioner gordon is a character as old as batman mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of goes back to why i when i said hey when you said you want to come on i said yes what do you want to do i said case of the chemical syndicate let's make it happen important yeah batman poof disappearing mm-hmm. before you know hey thanks but you know he's gone that's a batman yeah. statement so Staple, maybe that was the word I was looking for is traits, staples from the very, very beginning that still mm-hmm. stick around. Yeah. The costume, mm-hmm. not extraordinarily different. Um, I'm thank goodness we didn't go with the red bodysuit and the domino mask. Yeah. That, uh, uh and the blonde pictures. hair. Not as, not as cool. Bob Kane wanted. Yes. Didn't even mention yet. The uh, it was still so anybody, of course, yellow oval is recognizable. Everybody knows mm-hmm. the yellow oval hashtag team yellow oval. Uh, here, I mean, there's no yellow oval, and no. from when I looked up, it's not, it would be 25 years until that yellow oval appeared, yeah, which is pretty wild to me as well. Six as as much as the staple of that yellow oval symbol and sign is and stuff. And it's like, you track your history. It was like, it wasn't present basically just as long as it was present. It's that pretty was part equal of the new look fitting of new look Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Carmine Infantino. Yeah. It was, um, Julius Schwartz's idea to get the new look idea going. Ah, uh, you know what? What? Speaking of, we've mentioned Michael Uslan. A couple mm-hmm. times on this show, there is an article on Batman on film from Michael about how Batman got the yellow oval. Uh, let's check that down. And when I post this, I'll put that yeah. in a comment so as check, well. Yeah, check that out. And another historical note the, the before they started filming the 66 series, uh, you know, Lyle Wagner. Mm-hmm. Was did a test for Batman, and the the suit, if you notice, had didn't have the yellow oval. It just had the bat the bat logo, and so when they finally got the round to you know they cast Adam West, of course, and then started filming the series, they had went to the yellow oval in the comics, so they updated the costume. Nice to be like the comic book. Yeah. Are you yellow oval or no? 
I am I am most fond of just the bat stick, just bat, the bat logo on the chest. Yes, but I do like the yellow oval because that's what I grew up on. I love both, and it's hard for me to choose. Yeah. So I'm not answering. Okay. Because <laughs> you didn't ask me. <laughs> I did like. I'll weasel out of that one. I like the way it looked on the Batman Begins suit. Mm-hmm. I like the big bat, Frank Miller looking bat on the uh, BBS suit. Mm-hmm. And I did like what they did with it in the Batman, it be actually being a yeah. tool. I know that's where, and that's where I just go back and forth with it too. Cause I see comic art now that doesn't have the yellow oval looks great. I see the yellow oval. It looks great. Um, Keaton's 89 suit. It looks great. Batman returns. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Batman forever. The initial suit. I think it looks great. That's a good, Begins, look, that's an underrated suit. The Panther suit. Yeah. From and Batman then, forever. but then you look at the dark Knight trilogy and I'm like, yeah, I love the bat symbol on those. The mm-hmm. Batman, I love it. I'm seeing a trend here that I just love the damn bat symbol. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Look, I don't you, have a you. Full-on you preference. show me a. You show me the the traditional yellow oval mm-hmm. uh, bat symbol. You show me just just show me the 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 bat, the black bat mm-hmm. on the chest. Batman. Yeah. All right. I'm sold. Done. Got it. Did you like the? The new fifty two was it the new fifty two where you had the what was the one that had the it was not the fifty two was it? it was uh rebirth, rebirth had like a purple rebirth. the purple cape but inside but the the do you like the outline of the bat it's you know the bat it was, logo with the outline with the yellow just I thought, I thought it was, it was okay. just fine. I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of the rebirth suit myself. Yeah, I mean, I I'd seen that figure, and I tried to get you know a figure of each kind of like Batman incarnation, and I have I've had many chances to get that one. I'm like, nah, which I think is kind of telling. I've got two. I've got actually two of them from Rebirth, but it's not yeah, my favorite. Not my favorite. I don't by any means, you know, I don't have the overreaction to it being like it is a disgrace to the history of Batman or anything like that. I think it's fine. Uh, but like, just people, not my favorite. People have meltdowns over Batman stuff. Breaking news, Bill. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Oof. It's crazy. Let's let's hear now some of your passionate responses to these questions. Let's hit up some favorites. Okay. What was your favorite part of the case of the Chemical Syndicate? Uh, my favorite part, man. Oh yeah. I know with all these pages, <laughs> you know, I like it when we first see Batman in the story on that rooftop on the roof and the two thugs, the Batman. Yeah. Whoa. And he's just standing there, arms folded. Yeah. Just what are you two up to? Yes. What are you up to? See, see, you're robbing some houses, see, murdering people. Uh, I think my favorite part is the reveal at the end. Yeah, that's cool. I think I could almost see myself in that situation as a youngster reading it for the first time. Been a little like, what? 
Bruce Wayne, but yeah. he's smoking pipes. How is he Batman? Because I've never, you're like me, I'm sure, especially because you're younger than me, but I don't ever think there was a period of time in my life I didn't know Bruce Wayne was Batman. Yeah. You know, so I'm kind of jealous of the kids who read this back in the day. Yeah. Who didn't know that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Because then maybe I would have remembered the first time I read this story. Yeah. Because that's when I found out that Bruce Wayne was Batman. How about a... Yeah. Go ahead. I will say it's not because it's... I didn't pick it because it's not part of the story, but I love the the very first panel at the top of the page with Mm -hmm. the Batman, the black... Batman's in the black silhouette. Yeah, that's great. the, The little, you know, the Batman, a mysterious and adventurous figure fighting for righteousness and et cetera, et cetera. I like that. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Wait, that's not our hero. Never mind. No, this this guy, see, he's fighting to stop yeah. the crooks. See, man. Uh, how about a favorite panel? Maybe you just said it. Yeah, the panel, the bat with, with two thugs. I like it. Probably, you know what? Because it probably reminds me of Batman '89. To be yeah. honest. Fair. Uh, I went back and forth on this one. I. Like there's a couple different elements. I almost said when he's leaping through the open transom, because that made mm-hmm. me think 89. Also, when he disappears, like, you know, the how can I ever think why he's gone? Because that just feels like, oh, classic Batman and just take away dialogue. And it's like a, a fun little image. But actually, I think I like when he's got the paper in his hand on the roof next to the chimneys after he takes down the crooks. Yeah, this is like, oh, we're, this is just a glimpse of of batman moonlight mm-hmm. yeah still it's batman to me now i haven't maybe they've already done it i don't know because i had i told you i've seen a nice amount of batman the brave and the bold but not all of brave and the bold and i haven't seen every single animated piece of batman work basically because of like the new batman adventures and the batman adventures show and some super friends and stuff but I don't think they've ever done the case of the chemical syndicate in animation. I don't think so. As far as I know. Uh, would you like to see them adapt yeah. the case of the chemical syndicate in animation? Sure. Okay. Sure. I think you can take the, just like you can take um, um, the Joker's five way revenge, mm-hmm. Batman two fifty one. take that premise. You can make a whole animated, you know, 70 minute animated film out of that. I think you could take this premise as well. And this is like a, you know, a detective story mm-hmm. just stretch it out maybe add you know add more layers and whatnot this is a six sure, i think it could work i do too uh this is a six page story that in its in its retellings uh it's been retold at least four times and those four stories have basically been uh normal issue length so they've expanded the story those other times and it's worked just well while keeping the core of the original story Mm -hmm. so same characters basically the same kind of shenanigans of what's going on and then with the reveal of well why did they do that and uh it was detective comics number 27 in the new 52 that was the brad Meltzer. uh brian hitch was the artist on it and that was one where striker has a very interesting look 
throughout and then at the end he falls into chemicals and then the last panel much like much like the 89 movie you have a hand coming out oh so yes. they're teasing in that and then they're teasing in that one that that's how the joker was created um but the main main giveaway there is they've expanded on the story and it worked perfectly so I, I think, and with the look, and granted, we have, what, one image of this Caped Crusader series. Maybe that could they could adapt an episode like that. Yes. That'd be awesome. But that's my long way of saying, like, I agree. Yes, let's do an animated adaptation. With you. So, Bill, 100%. do you have any final words to share? on the case of the chemical syndicate before we wrap up here well i'm glad that it exists yeah <laughs> same <laughs> i think we're all wouldn't be doing it wouldn't be doing this right now if it what would didn't. i do with my life if this didn't exist i'd have a lot more money question. <laughs> yeah well yeah <laughs> i think that's, that's all a good I okay i'm glad it exists, glad it exists. Yeah. You know what? Um, I'm going to say I'm glad it exists as well. Holds up relatively well. 83 years later. It's track down, if you can, Detective Comics 627. And I just, rather than like tracking down the individuals, because um, that's just got, you know, three retellings of the story. And I think they're all done really, really well. This, and uh, the one has the the most recent, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, update there at the end in the 80 year collection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was pretty good too. Uh, Detective Comics. Yeah, yeah. Might as well. Um, that one's a little bit shorter. That's not a full length, 22 page story, but I mean, still hits the same beats. So yeah, track those down because, and then you can compare and contrast because I don't know. I think it's it only proves actually. I think the original story is strong enough that all these years later they could retell it and update it and it still works. So um, I'm sure we'll see it again at some point, you know, Yeah, but yeah, sure. let's, let's see it in animation at some point. I'm Bring it on. Let's see it. So Bill, thanks for coming back to the show. Talking yep. comics. Anytime. I, yeah. I know that I really had to twist your arm to get you on here to talk Batman comics. Well, you, but... and, and you got those pictures. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Got those files. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So thanks for agreeing to just come back on the Batman book club. If somebody doesn't know, why don't you go ahead and plug away? Um, people can follow you and, and all that. Go to Batman dash on dash film.com. Okay. That's really it. And from there you can find social media, um, everything we've done on Batman on film. Over the last almost 24 years, 25 years. What am I talking oh about? Moving to a quarter of a century of existence here. Holy moly. Which reminds me, have I ever asked, have I ever told you the story of how I started Batman on film on a web TV in 1998? Maybe once or twice, but I think you've yeah. always said those are BOF podcast exclusives. Yes. Yeah. That's a good tease. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> go to Batman on film.com and you'll find out. How it was created on web TV. Yep. There you go. For sure. That's Excellent. All I got. 
go there because I also have uh, a great plethora, a great catalog of stuff that I've been able to do on on Batman on film with reviews, uh, interviews with you know, Gleber Mayo and Sean Murphy. Got to sit and talk with Bill to the great Michael Uslan. Um, check all that out on Batman on film. But if you want to follow the Batman book club, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. Uh, uh, go to the Batman book club, YouTube channel where Pete um, and I are go- traveling through the road to no man's land. We actually put up a new episode uh, last week. So check that out there. If you want to support the show, there's a variety of ways you can do that. Number one, like I said, at the top of the show, patreon.com slash the Batman BC tpublic.com type in tbbc for the batman book club you can get a merchandise uh, t-shirts and pads of paper onesies for your little ones with the batman book club logo created by justin kowalski on it but if you want to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all that's 100 a-okay best thing you can do easiest thing you can do most impactful thing you can do is rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts so whether that's apple uh spotify Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, anything, just rate and review the show because the more reviews it gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. So for Bill Ramey, I am Ryan Lauer. Until next time, read my panic cards.